Hello, and welcome to another week of Fourth Center. Joining me, Jeff Solomon, the commish. I don't like using that nickname on myself. I only like when Todd does it. Uh, I'm your host today, Jeff Solomon. Joining me today is Brian Squiggly Line Symbol, owner of the Seahawks in our league. I own the Dolphins. We have a very confusing podcast where if you are not in our league, I don't know why you would be interested, but uh, let's let's talk about horrible Madden football. Uh, first off, Todd is not with us today, nor could we find a third, which will, I'm sure, elicit a bunch of I was available comments, but I didn't post for everyone. I asked like two people and then I gave up. So it is what it is. Uh, frankly, maybe better conversation between us because we know who's interrupting each time. Could be. It's true. <laughs> uh, so, Brian, let's start off the show with the every week question of where do you stand, sir? And I will preface that by reminding people you have been on and off auto uh, pretty much every other week this season, it seems like. Or And then, and when you have played, sometimes you don't make it into the second half without uh, putting up a big fuck it and kneeling and spiking and just chucking Hail Marys. You, you sir, are a mental machine <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a disaster i am a disaster so to, for, to to clear the record though to clear the record i've only actually been on auto for one week i have actually come back to play every other week is i i just i go through this phase where i'm like fuck this game this game is terrible i never want to even i, I want to delete it off my hard drive on my xbox and i never want to see it again and then approximately four hours later i'm like there must, there's got to be something i could have done different Okay, and then I start psyching myself up again. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stick to the run. I'm gonna keep it simple, and then I get to the next game, and then one thing goes wrong. That's the, that's the problem. That's my problem is I, I one thing goes wrong, and I just lose my shit, and I'm like, fuck it all, because I know it's just like a, a rolling snowball. That after as soon as the first thing goes wrong, everything else is terrible. But anyway, where do I stand? Uh, I stand in the shitter at three and seven. I've lost five in a row. Um. Not particularly close. Um, the game against the Cardinals last week was a lot closer than the final score actually said for as much crap as there was in that game. It was like a one, it was, I think it was a one score game in the second half. Um, and, I mean, but outside I was just, judgment, that seems pretty typical for you of you being actually close and then saying this game is over and then doing a bunch of self sabotage. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely. That's a hundred percent true in that last game. I, I, I kind of, I definitely regret that because I'm curious if I'd, if I would have started chewing clock more, not with the chew clock, you know, button necessarily, but just by being more diligent with my time and my plays. If I could have at least kept it close, I think I could have kept it within fourteen, probably. Because I honestly, I feel like my defense was actually pretty good, um, considering how well he's played this whole season so far, albeit mostly done by his defense, um, which leads the league with approximately 4,738 interceptions. Um, but yeah, I, I, but I was just like, screw it. I, whatever. But that was a bad choice, I think. So I mean, there's, there's this some week, really interesting stats in this league uh, that I would like to touch on. And you are not among them, I will say. So you want to talk <laughs> about like interceptions. We are in week 12. There are 17 games in our season. The mm -hmm. Cowboys' Dak Prescott has more than 50 5-0 interceptions. Holy shit. He's 0-10, yeah. too. I saw that. Which yeah, it's definitely a league record. And Keith Keith will not deny this. He has always been, like, a league leader in thrown picks. Even when he made the AFC yeah. Championship game 
it was in the same season he had a game with 10 interceptions thrown. So he's always been high up there. I think, you know, we're all still getting used to this game and we keep changing the rules a little bit, which also messes things up. Um, yeah. But the the Russell Wilson is not league leaders uh, in picks thrown, not even close. <laughs> I really, honestly, I, I never, and that's the thing that like really throws it off for me with this whole, it's, it's on the user and it's bad reads. And, and yes, that, I mean, that's always going to be true. And that's always going to be mostly true for our league with the most amount of blame put on that. But I've never led the league in or been close to the, to the top in interceptions. Like I'll throw like one or two a game, not like five, six, seven, eight, nine. Now, four of those interceptions were probably like, okay, maybe I could have made a better choice. In that game against the Cardinals when I threw nine. Um, but the rest of them were, were most certainly like, I'm going to try this throw because it doesn't matter anymore. And just to prove to you that this throw can't be made, can't make that throw. And then look at this ridiculous animation by Russell Wilson where I'm pushing forward on the stick to step into a deep throw and he jumps. What the hell is that all about? Um, yeah, so. Uh, I will add a point of clarification just because even though I am, uh, what's the word? Uh. I can't remember the word, so I'll just continue my sentence. Even though I don't really believe anyone listens to this show who's not in the league, I will clarify a lot of the feedback, as we've discussed in the league, about too many interceptions being thrown is some people responding with, well, those are human decisions. It's not the game's fault. And I think that's a 50-50 scenario for the most part where, yes, we are humans making bad decisions a lot of the time, but also over the course of, you know, three years of learning how to play this game— we sort of understand what should be impossible and what should be 50-50 chances of a completion, you know. And there is something to the fact that when we inst- instituted the sliders, there was this impossibility to lead anyone deeper. And so all these interceptions were happening underneath. And it's a whole thing. But I uh, just want to clarify, I hate that response. Because it, yeah. it assumes that whoever is complaining is incapable of deducing uh, self-responsibility in their frustration, which is sometimes, I guess, kind of true. But when you're a viewer watching, you do not have the controller in your hands. You do not feel the timing of when you press a button or if you pressed forward on the stick or high point throw mm-hmm. or any of those details that you know in the moment when something is bullshit. So... It's yeah. not fair to look at a video and say, that guy was covered because you can say, I was leading him to not be covered and the game doesn't make that throw anymore or something like that. Right. Like, like to, to really, at least in the past, um, and, I, and I would think that in a well-tuned version of this year's game as well, on an outbreaking route, you, you've got to hit the button at the break. So that when they break outward, but now what's happening is you hit the button on the break and the defender is breaking on the ball at the same time and is getting inside position or whatever it might be. So you're like, yeah, the guy was covered, but had my guy broke to the outside when I pressed the button as is designed in the, in the play art, um, then this would have been more successful as also as evidence from the last 15 years of playing Madden, right? Like, and that's one of the comments that I made in the, in the discord too, is like, I've been playing this game for, I've been in this league since, with only exception of a couple of years since like 2000 Madden 11, I think. And if I've been doing that for this long and certain things are expected, the game is expected to behave a certain way. The following season or iteration of the game, you should, the expectation should be that it should be at least be similar in, 
And there's the argument that's been made that, well, the game's changes. This game's different. Like, I get that. But... And it definitely it does. shouldn't be... Yeah, and it shouldn't be so different that I you go from throwing one to two interceptions a game to six to seven. I mean, that's that's not different. That's that's game issues. And and to the people who are succeeding and doing really well and not throwing picks, good on you, I guess. I mean, I guess you those people are the best of the best in our league, and they they've found a way to separate themselves. But at the same time, we have to find a way to not lower the bar, right? But find a way that we can make it competitive for everyone. Um, and not, and I, again, I don't want to nerf certain things in the game just to make it better for crappy players because we should have, I mean, there really should be three tiers of player, right? You got the best players and that's always going to be that way. You got hopefully a whole bunch of people in the middle and you're going to have a few people at the bottom. And, um, but I feel like right now it's like, I was looking at the records in, in daddy leagues and like, there's a couple of people with really good records and, and a couple of people with really bad records. And there's a whole bunch of people right in the middle, like right around one or two games of 500. So I don't know. Uh, that was a long segment. It was of a tangent. What have you, what, how's your <laughs> team doing? <laughs> oh, that was. Uh, yeah. As, as for my team, uh, I would like to talk a minute about the Madden 21 league, which has a sixth season right now that uh, only a handful of people are still participating in. And has pretty much become a joke. We don't follow any of our league rules anymore. People are throwing for a thousand passing yards a game, uh, and I, because so many teams are computer players now, I actually could you turn that off? We might get a, like a copyright strike uh, for that Michigan oh. game behind you. Yeah. Or if you don't could blur Michigan your background or something. Don't say don't say Michigan game. Well, they're the winners, so they get the name no, of the game. You, you shut your mouth. <laughs> you shut your mouth about uh-huh. that. Um. <laughs> I have personally stopped trying to win games in that league because it's meaningless to me now. Uh, there's only eight of us playing, and all of us are going to make the playoffs. And my goal for the last six or seven weeks in the game has been to kick 20 field goals in one game. And I, the closest I got was 18 previous to this week. Last night, I got 26. So it's a bit like... Oh. Go ahead. So, so the moment you you get you get into field goal range, you just kick it, or are you trying to get to a certain oh, yard marker I'm before you kick it? I'm spiking the ball. I'm running out of bounds. I'm calling timeouts on defense to preserve clock. I uh, what else do I do? I let the other team score sometimes. The final score of this game was like seventy six to sixty two or something. It's all a strategy. It's like playing a different sport almost. Uh, it's a right. sport where I can only score by kicking field goals. I refuse to score touchdowns. So that's amazing. I've got players with like 800 receiving yards a game because I'm spamming one douchey play against the computer over and over again. Uh, and then I speed to a field goal as soon as I'm in range. The longest field goal I kicked yesterday was 54 yards. And I think most of them were from like the 20 or 30 range. But it's really interesting to take a game we played five seasons of seriously. And now we get to do whatever the hell we want. And I'm like, I'm, I'm kicking field goals, man. And I would like to see if anyone can hit 27. There's only like six, seven of us playing right now, but I am very interested to see if anyone can break 26. I know I will be trying to, certainly in my next contest. I I am not giving up on this. My new goal is 30 since I crushed 20, but I'm trying to think like what other record was crushed so significantly. And I think of like Barry Bonds trying to hit 70 home runs and getting like, I think it was 75 by the time he was done. 
uh, yeah. it was 81. I can't even remember what the record is anymore because it's so tainted. But And everyone was walking him, too. Uh, that was the other thing about yeah. Barry Bonds is no one would let him fucking hit <laughs> when he was getting that record. Um, okay, I'm going to continue what I was talking about, but Todd is asking how to join, so we have to reset our call. This should not change anything about the podcast except for visually because his camera will get added. Um, let me make sure he's ready. Are you ready? Um, and so while we're doing that too, I don't, I, I don't know if you mentioned it, but the actual record for field goals in the game is Rob Baronis with eight from the Tennessee Titans oh, I, against the Houston that. Texans. I mean, no week have I had eight. I've yeah. been in double digits every game I've attempted this. Um, but it's interesting that I've, I've grown my strategy week to week um, in different ways. So for example, I didn't, realize I could just let the other team score until like maybe attempt number three. And that gave me a boost. Right. It's kind of like speed running in, uh, if you follow speed running in the gaming community much, it's someone discovers something about a game and then everyone else tries that thing. And it shaves off like 30 seconds from the world record every time, because suddenly someone can do it three seconds faster than 10 seconds faster than 19 seconds faster right. using that one trick that one person discovered. So like the moment I realized, that I could uh, let the other team score. That was one of those jumps of now I can get four or five more field goals a game. Um, or right. when I realized uh, wasn't I could kick I could kick the ball from any yard line. Like I didn't need to uh, rack up yards to do it. Um, I started kicking more from the forty than trying to get to the twenty. You know, because kicking is easy. In fact, the only game I've missed any kicks in was a human versus human game where we were both trying to do the kicking thing. I think I only got to like 12 field goals in that game. It was really pathetic. Uh, and I missed three. I missed three. It's awful. Um, as, as for Madden 22, uh, I just beat the Jets, which was important because I now have a very good advantage in my division record-wise. Uh, I have beaten every divisional opponent. I have swept the Bills, and I am two wins, one apiece, Jets and Patriots. I have vowed to lose to the Jets in our next game as he had a issue with a simmed win, which there's no one else to point to but me as for who's at fault. Uh, so I will be conceding that game sometime in the fourth quarter when we play it. Um, and so I know I have one planned loss to bring me back to earth. Uh, I am in a two-game lead it, like over the Bills right now. Maybe just maybe play that game where you can only kick field goals. <laughs> I don't think he'd like that because we're going to go over okay. awards soon. And I think Zach Wilson is like in line for rookie of the year. So I don't think he'd want to skip a game. Uh, yeah. um, True. And I play the Panthers next, which will be difficult for two reasons. One, the Panthers are very good. Uh, we've talked about Buck uh, or Bear. His name is Bear before. And um, he's always been very good, even with bad rosters, which when we gave him the Panthers, they were a bad roster. And then suddenly they trade for... Uh, C.J. Henderson and Stephon Gilmore for a toothpick and a, a comb um, in real life. And by the time we started the league, that's where they were. So they suddenly were overnight really, really good. <laughs> uh, and the teams were set. So that happened. But um, we're also in the first week of our new normal. Um, yes. Which I think we should we can get into as our, our first topic, which is that we have changed – the sliders once again um i am the commissioner this was my decision and i will own it but we did three weeks of slider implementation on my insistence 
Um, I thought our base settings were truly awful and I could not stand it. And there was so much negativity uh, in the league around playing the game. And I will finish this statement and invite Todd in. But uh, basically, we needed a change. And so that was the change. Pause here for dramatic effect. Are we mid-episode? We are mid-episode. Uh, they should be able to hear you. I'm going to fix it so they can also see you in a moment. I was mid-thought, which I will continue in a moment as well as soon as I finish the camera. Uh, I'm going to be up and around doing stuff while we do this, so it's going to be even better. This is uh, the video podcasting and audio podcasting that people really desire. What? Okay, go ahead. What are we missing? Uh, I was just talking about how the sliders were implemented because there was so much wrong with the base game and the fun of the sliders was not an overall improvement universally. And so for the remainder of the season, we have changed the settings to basically default all over. And uh, you seem real stoked about that overall. Well, I'm, I'm waiting to see what happens, basically. But um, I My think it might be a disaster. And I think it might be OK. And we'll find out. But the other thing is we turned abilities back on, which is going to be a future topic. I will share the topic list with you, Todd. Uh, but I was actually still talking about my own um, my week, my whatever we call that, the where I'm at, where do you stand? That's we're still on that. And I was just saying, like, yep. my first game with the new settings is against a very good owner. So I'm sort of looking forward to it. But at the same point, I'm concerned I'm just going to hate these settings and want to die and uh, getting beat up on by someone good for my first game doesn't seem exciting. And uh, part of the reason we implemented the sliders was people like Brian were ready to go on auto and just not play anymore. And frankly, I was ready to join that crowd at that moment. Um, and I don't know that these new settings will be correct for us, but you, Todd, were also ready to go. And I think any any game we're playing where you don't want to get your ass caved in on a weekly basis is not the right settings for us either. Uh, so that's, that's yeah, where I made that change. Where I stand is... Uh... I'm now two and seven, a strong two and seven, but the kind of two and seven that you like, if your friend, if you saw the way that I had gone two and seven, you're like, wow, that guy hasn't eaten anything but Oreos for like three and a half weeks. Like, it's just a, it's a real like fall off a cliff situation. I was zero and two and then I got to two and two where I was one and one, who cares? But uh, my last two losses, I've given up 111 points in two games. And if, and so I only got to play two games under the, what I refer to as the Iron Curtain, uh, smothering Iron Curtain pillow um, face fuck uh, settings. Because I, I, I literally couldn't do anything until my opponent was just like, oh, um, I'm going to accidentally pick the stupidest play possible and then I could like have a 25-yard gain. So yeah, I'm. I mean, my team. I I average seven interceptions a game on every setting, but at least when I was throwing seven picks before, I felt like my guy might get to it. Um, in the last two games I played, it's been like a panic attack to throw, um, which is the competitive all Madden setting. Which basically anybody who likes that setting, I want. I I want to never speak to again, 
you know, it's like, <laughs> you know how uh, it was like the Trump, Hillary Clinton, just like the divided America. Like, I feel very much like uh, one of those people. Like, I, I'm ready to go all out. But I don't know. It's It's been interesting. I obviously am somewhat joking. Not I have, totally, I have but... some quick stats to throw at you. And I also say, I think a lot of your problem was the sliders we set to and not necessarily... Uh, that it was in all Madden, because we have retained all Madden. I'll add that again uh, into this conversation. I was telling Brian, only person here, but even though I truly believe only people in the league listen to this podcast, I still like to explain things just in case someone is eavesdropping somehow or found yeah. us accidentally. People um, are out there. I'm getting up. But yeah. I, I think I, I want to get Todd a, a, a bright red Make Madden All Pro again. T-shirt that he can wear. Yeah, we already made it sim again, so he won that one. But uh, (laughs) quick stat for you. I was telling Brian that Dak Prescott is our league leader in interceptions. Can you guess how many that is? Okay, so I think Justin Fields has 39. Is that correct? I will not tell you if that's correct until after you guess. Okay, so how many games has he played? He's played about nine games, five picks per game. I'm going to say he has 45 interceptions. Okay, that's a good guess. But if he had 45, he would be in third place for interception. Holy shit. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, As for how many games, uh, let me see here. One, two, three, 11. They have not had their bye week yet. Oh, no, they did. It was week seven. 10. He's played 10 games. 10 games, yeah. 10 games, yep. Uh, I'll I'll give you the answer. This is dragging. Uh, Dak Prescott has 51 interceptions thrown. Justin so Fields. Yeah, five again. Justin Fields is in second with forty-six thrown. That's insane. Third place is Justin Herbert. You want to guess this one? So I have forty-six. I think thirty-nine. Thirty-three. Okay, right. So, so me pretty and, big gap. Yeah, so there are two asshats in this league, and I'm see, here's what's interesting to me is I don't feel like I'm throwing seven interceptions a game. I feel like I'm throwing four plus, but I don't feel like I'm throwing seven. Well, and this game is just like, no, motherfucker, you're throwing seven. But also anyone who's like, playing the Cardinals is throwing seven a game because uh, Buda Baker gonna, already has 12. I'm going to beat the Cardinals and we'll see how many interceptions I throw. And I, you've heard it here first. But don't tell him. And if okay. he's listening, he didn't hear this from me. I beat the car. I'm, I'm like ready to beat the Cardinals. I believe you. I I think Three you still years. have wins in your legs. Um, yeah. I I don't think of... it's total despair. For I think that all Madden is necessary because we have tested all pro and the AI was so frustratingly brain dead that, like I said, I was ready to call it a season myself because I was so frustrated at just watching the AI players not ever try and do anything on their own, basically. They never reached out to try and make a tackle anymore. They didn't, like, if you took control, you'd immediately be diving in the wrong direction. It was a huge change from last year. And failure or success with the sliders, that changed. And and maybe that was all Madden. Maybe that was the sliders. We will find out over time. But maybe it was comp even because there's a lot of factors now in the air. Um, Do you think Justin Fields will have more touchdowns than interceptions by the end of the year? No, that's impossible. No. <laughs> it's a fucking most insane thing to ask. He, but he might not have a, he know, might not have more yards than interceptions. Do you know how many touchdowns he would have to throw right now to get above picks thrown? 
Okay, let me ask you this. Can we implement a rule where he doesn't fall under the spamming XP rule and then we're going to watch it happen? He's going to fucking throw 14 You'd have to not throw any back. more interceptions the rest of the season. He doesn't want to. Fiasco Fields, as I've started to call him, which is absolutely accurate. The other, um, the other, the other impressive stat is 46 interceptions, 35 sacks, which I do believe is the most. Um, he, one more, one yeah. more. Wait, Todd, I want to. I want you to respond to all these at the same time. You yeah. have a higher differential between touchdowns and interceptions than you have touchdowns. So there are more touchdowns separating you catching up not, to me even okay. than you currently have. Not, not if those interceptions. You got to turn that frown upside down. <laughs> if you turn those interceptions into touchdowns, I'm on pace to throw what forty more interceptions this season. Those are touchdowns. Bam. That's all I'm saying. Anything's possible. The Bears are dreamers, you know? Can we yeah. talk real quick about uh, Justin Fields' stats? Because he's third in passing yards, I thought. Maybe that's not true. Uh, he, here, I'll pull, I got it right here. I'll tell you. Oh, he's got 2,478 yards, uh, 46 picks. Yeah, he's 10th in, <laughs> 10th in yards. Here, okay, here's my question for you. Jeff, yeah. and I guess we're sneaking into this category soon, but do you think Justin Fields, be, by being a quarterback, will win the Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, over Jalen Waddell, or do you think the game will be like, no, this dude's thrown so, 70 Rookie of the Year is actually by conference, so he wouldn't be going against Jalen Waddell, uh, NFC versus uh, AFC. Yeah. I, we have a video of all the awards that we're going to go through and talk about. Okay. I don't remember offhand who offensive player. Oh, I think it's Felipe Franks, actually. I think we did highlight it that. Is, it is. In our, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so another quarterback. So no, probably not. Anyway, um, <laughs> we, we will get into that. That is on our topic list. Uh, but yeah. here's one positive thing about the Bears I can tell you from looking at the stats page. There is one positive. Justin Fields leads the league in yards per carry. Now, he also oh, wow. has double-digit fumbles, uh, so it's not always a net gain when he runs. But Okay, can we talk about that for a second? I'm fucking so – the thing that pisses me off about this game is the lack of slide and then the, like, the kamikaze dive they do. He's lost – last game he lost a – you know, it's like I'm fighting for every inch of the fucking field. It, like Al Pacino – I just saw Hasaguchi last night, but the Al Pacino – uh, 59 on Metacritic, and I don't have, I won't argue with that. Okay. Um, but Al Pacino screaming in my ear, like every inch matters, like fight for every yard. Uh, and every time I fight for a yard, uh, Fiasco Fields like tosses up in the air. But it's so frustrating that like I can't slide and then I dive or I just get unloaded on and it just pisses me off. I got, I got two things to say to that. One is if you look in real life, uh, Justin Fields is also fumbling a lot. <laughs> I agree. I think he leads the league in QB fumbles IRL right now, and he has not even played in every game this season. Uh, but number two is, I'm hoping, I have no test to back this up. We basically did so few slider league tests that I never really messed with this concept, but I'm hoping that the rate at which we slide was affected by comp versus sim. Because oh, that's interesting. I also noticed that people, QBs, frankly, just did not slide as fast as they used to. And I think that was a change when we did the sliders. I can't, my memory is not foolproof on this, but I'm hoping now that we're on sim that uh, they'll be faster. 
However, I also like that QBs fumble because the game is so bad at balancing QB runs uh, against the AI that I think it's like an equalizer to make them fumble so often that they're so hard to catch that if you do tackle one, it's like a 50-50 shot that they fumble. And I think that's the only thing that makes it close to fair that they're so good. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he does have 91 speed, so I'm like... He's a fasty boy. Yeah. He's uh, he's third in, currently third in the league right now in attempts. Rushing attempts? And he's no, got a good passing attempts. carry. Oh, passing, passing attempts. Passing attempts. He has two, you've thrown 280 passes and 59.6% completion rate. 56%? 59.6. Yeah, and what's but the, you're like, third, what's... What's like the ideal? Like in the NFL, what are you trying to hit? 70%? Passing? 65, I think, is considered good. Yeah. Guy's a fucking maniac. He's great. And he's got a thousand rushing yards, doesn't he? No. There's no Whatever. Thousand. Give it to him. <laughs> Felipe, Franks a thousand. Is a six over... Felipe Franks he's... is a 62 overall. Somebody needs to put that guy in a grave. All right, I'm gonna Earth, hijack. I'm gonna hijack friend. us for a second and kill two birds with one stone. We're gonna blaze through two of these topics. One is uh, the elite controller. Uh, I have an elite controller two. I know a couple of people in this league have an elite controller two. It's the most expensive Microsoft product. It's supposed. It feels great in your hands. The build quality is so bad that I've personally had to open it up on multiple occasions to fix a button. And I've sworn off it after my game against the Ravens. I'm convinced that the, it's not accepting certain button presses when I need them to. I can point to at least one clip. I, I threw a pick six where literally the guy's open. I pressed the button. Nothing happened in that half a second where I had to press it a second time. He's completely covered and leads to a pick six. So I am now using my default Xbox controller that comes with the Xbox Series I'm never touching that elite controller with a competitive game again. Uh, I recommend others do the same and don't waste your money on them until they make a product that isn't uh, paper mache in your Damn. hands. Fuck. Yeah. I'm going to try and sell it too. That. Scam someone else Shit. to live that life. I'm not, I, don't want, I spent a lot of money on it and I want that money back. Um, that's hilarious. And I then the not, other. So that's yeah, that's you got what I too. use. Yeah. Toss it. Toss it, Brian. That is a albatross around your neck. Can I blame my losses and interceptions on this? Thing? Absolutely, like, you can. Well, beautiful. I will say I find that there have been several times I've pressed buttons where I'm like, "Does this controller? There's something up with the Xbox, the whole next gen." Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not, uh, okay, not as good as this one. <laughs> Go use that. That was one. just like <laughs> double dung. I hate it. Uh, okay, what's up next? Uh, yell about some stuff. <laughs> next, we're going to talk about uh, the awards, the end-of-year awards that are currently predicted. Um, and I included a, a link to the Twitter video that I pulled up, so we're just going to go through them. Not all of them, but one by one, when someone sp- sparks our joy, we'll talk about it. So uh, the first up is Jonathan Taylor, who is currently leading for league MVP. And what I find interesting is everyone on this list is a running back. Uh, almost exclusively so you have to get down past lamar jackson before you get to your first non-running back uh in trey hendrickson who is the league leader in sacks i believe and he's number seventh in mvp voting 
I like that you're thinking of Lamar Jackson as a running back, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, uh, uh, coach of the year, the coach Falcons, the year. they have a 62 overall quarterback. Yeah. They're doing great. So worth mentioning. Can I just say, yeah, go ahead. I want to yell about some other shit that I don't ever get to tee off on. When we do this again next year, everybody has to fire their coach. Everybody has to make up a coach because my coaching tree is like, imagine like when you see like a, a, a tree in a desert somewhere that has like three branches and it looks so sickly. That's my talent tree where other people are living in fucking Hampstead Heath behind me, where it's the most lush ass tree and fucking, <laughs> and you know, and I'm like, oh my God, my team, I'm just getting, this game is like out to fuck you so hard in every direction. Me and my friend drew something once in, a, in our uh, classroom where we just said, it does, I'm not gonna get into that. That's no, you're right though. And a, it was suggested before we started. Do you know why we didn't do it? It's because like why? a very small minority of people were like, but I want my, my coach. I want to be my fan of my team. Uh, this is the j- most – that's a jack-off gesture for anybody who's not watching it. Uh, that is so bullshit because it's like, yeah, I, I would love to have Bill Belichick's statistics. But it's just – it's so bogus because it definitely unevens the playing field. I'm a big fan of AOC-style uh, d- democratic You got to explain that. You got to explain that to people who aren't in the league. What do you mean? Nobody knows what you're talking about when you bring up AOC if they're not in the league. Oh, right. She was the coach of the uh, she remains coach of the Washington Warrens. Um, And so, yeah, it's like to balance it out. I look, I'm not I just think making up a coach is fun. Picking a dumb coach. Roman Roy is my coach. You might know him from the TV show Succession. He's taken over. And since he has, it's been real bad. Uh, But, you know, I want to hit rock bottom before he ascends to the CEO position. But uh yeah, like not like it just automatically imbalances it. People are succeeding on such a higher level. Then you have the momentum meter that I my own momentum meter in a game where I went down to like I had the ball first. I marched down and I guess I threw a stupid pick or I did or I went for it on fourth or something. It doesn't matter. I I oh I guess I punted. Boy, this is a great story. Anyway, I punted <laughs> and when I punted. Um, and it hit the ground out of bounds. And it was like a 60-yard punt. I was like, I just nailed that punt. His momentum meter went up halfway. And I was like, we're in Chicago. It's the first possession of the game. What the fuck is going on? And never again did it dip by more than like three ticks out of a 20 Because they, they forced you to punt. Thing. Oh, great. Well, then do it on when it hits fourth down. Don't do it when the punt soars 60 yards and I feel like a hero that I... And then the second thing is, uh, when I safetyed him, it went down by like three ticks. I was like, a safety? A sa- the- in Chicago, and it wasn't like it was 27 nothing at that point, now 27-2. I think it was like 13 to, I, that made it like 13 to two. There was hope in the air. I'm sure I'm misremembering it, trust me. But I bi- safetyed him and it didn't help. My biggest issue, a complaint, I, I generally like the momentum thing. I don't have a problem with it, except Except when I'm the home team and the other team fills their thing and my camera shakes. Like, I'm the home team. It's dead silent silent. in here. Brian, I'll give you a a tip. You can turn that off. That's the one one thing you can actually turn off as a user setting is the shaking camera. 
Oh, I need to turn that shit off because I'm losing a lot right now. (laughs) So they make it like an accessibility feature. You can turn that off. Uh, My big problem with with the M factors, the home field factors, I got everything is about customizing to me. And I've ranted a hundred times in 20 podcasts about how they just need to give us the options to do things. And the problem here with those factors is one, you can't turn them off. Two, you can't change them. Even if you change your stadium, even if you move cities, they follow you to the new city. And some of them are so useless comparatively to other ones, like the the Miami ones. And I'm speaking because I'm pl- I am Miami. I play in Miami. I see it the most. It's the one I'm tracking. The Miami one is like they'll fatigue faster on the other team, and it's like our fatigue settings are such that that barely matters. And then you go to Chicago, and it's like. Get fucked trying to kick field goals. The fucking meter's gonna go hundred miles per hour. I was like, that's hold way on, more useful. So yeah. what if what if you're what if you're Chicago and you move your team into a dome stadium? That same that same thing applies to the kicking. The fan base from eating all the sausages will fart the ball at the same time and fart it wide. It's just or fart your kicker's leg wobbly. Yeah. I want the scent will get them. He's like, Jesus. I want each one to be leg again, and then I want them to stop doing things like show the other team the play art, which have nothing to do with momentum at all. Like at least the kicking one, it's like Chicago's windy. Sure, I'll buy that. Right? There's no stadium where they're like pointing the camera at the sideline, looking at the coach's fucking playbook, and giving it to the other. Oh, New England, give that to New England. New England, they do that. They do that in New England. England. Yeah, it's like the fucking Astros. The New England Astros. Yeah, fucking trash can factor. Fucking bullshit. Stop inventing. Like also, <laughs> yeah, like if they made it to where if you have a rookie quarterback, he gets rattled and can't see shit. That's interesting. Or a second year quarterback. But Tom oh, yeah. Brady about, doesn't give a fuck. Exactly. How about uh, uh, some people have a rating that's like confidence and they don't get rattled by that bullshit. Tom Brady has a hundred fucking career game comebacks with two minutes to go. He doesn't give a shit where he's playing. Put that in your fucking yeah. game. And stop showing gotta, me the plays of the other team that I'm ass-raping. Oh, I'm already beating I play, them. I, I don't need to see their plays, too. I had one against the Steelers where I couldn't audible on third and fourth down. Um, they just, like, in my, and I'd make the audible, and my receiver would just, like, look and shake his head like, <laughs> I don't know. And I was like, well, then allow me to run over to him and tell him and then return at the risk of having my a play clock. delay clock. Yeah. Right. But no. I was just like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, <laughs> and then I do it to another guy. Cause I'm like, I don't want to fucking run this shitty route. I just called the hurry up. So he knows exactly what dumb shit I've done. Fucking dumb as fuck, man. I, I love it. And I hate it. And, and it could be good. But like what we're talking about is the nuance that the developers were just like, well, we got to have them all different. It's like, it does make sense. And they're not in all Miami different. For, they should. There's like 10 oh, they're not? and they repeat. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm gonna like lots of, lots of teams have the same Miami be... one of fatigue and lots of teams have like, oh, the kick meter disappears. Um, I think they have oh. two names for it. Like every team has a different uh, title, but it's the same activity. So like the Giants and Jets have the same kicking one, but they call it something else. Bear down. It's so Or dumb. fucking so Asta, like Jets up. Yeah. Things up. Um, all right, uh, keeping it, keep it moving. Let's talk about Patrick here. Queen as moving. defensive player of the year, uh, which is our I'm next award. I'm all into that. 
I think Patrick Queen has okay. probably benefited most from the sliders uh, than anyone else. He's got like three touchdowns and five sacks and six picks in the last two weeks between me and you, Todd. Uh, yeah, just, I was going to say sliders or the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love him. Yeah, I think he's probably got it on lock. I don't, I don't know that it's an insurmountable lead, but it's not as common to throw a pick to an inter, to a linebacker in this year's game, I think. And so I don't think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for other guys to catch up to him. Um, and he's clearly been a difference maker over there. Trey Hendrickson is Can third. I call out? Go ahead. Yeah, well, just to call this out, like besides you having a player at number five, it's all it's six different players competing for the in the same division. There's two Browns, two Ravens, two Bengals. That's crazy. Oh wow. I didn't even notice that. That's what I'm good at. Yeah. Not, I don't think Jerome anymore, Baker is my entry has a shot. Uh he had some really good games early, but uh he was benefiting he's my lead leader in sacks also, which just goes back to before sliders, there was no pass rush at all if you weren't doing a huge blitz, and he just was the guy that got lucky in, in the most amount of times. So I don't One think of the, his... The person who's... Sorry. I don't think his the success not will on continue, this, is what I was trying to say. Right, right. The person not on this list is Justin Fields, because his, like, I don't know how if you've ever watched my games, but him, like, running back and tackling a dude at the two that he's thrown a pick six opportunity and he like, he doesn't give up on a play. Denier. That's what's great about. Yeah. Yeah. Fiasco fields. Is um, there anyone okay. not on the list that you think should be? I don't have a name. I would just, yeah. no Ro- Roquan Smith for me is not relevant enough. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like this is fine. All right. Moving, moving ahead. We got offensive rookie of the year. Jalen Waddle is in first. I was surprised to see Najee Harris is in second because uh, as as the owner of both, I don't feel like Najee has been an impact player on my team. Um, if you're looking at the slider weeks, those have been his best games, so maybe more so than I realized I was utilizing him. Um, and then Javonta Williams in third, Zach Wilson in fourth, followed by Jamar Chase, Elijah Moore, and Travis Etienne. Uh, I think Waddle's going to run away with this, no pun intended. He, When we weren't using sliders, he was breaking huge plays constantly. I, his worst weeks have been the slider weeks, of course, because there's no passing time now, so he can't really get as open. Um, but I I don't see Najee catching him. Just from my own usage, I run two, uh, one play to every two I throw. So unless he's getting lots of receiving yards that I haven't counted on. Um, I think this is Waddles to lose. Uh, what sticks out to me on this list is uh, Etienne reminds me of there's this place, Rue de Ticton, which is in Paris. It's this really small street right by Rue de Etienne. And it's um, it's where I used to go to buy denim. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what's sticking out to me here. So I can tell a total fuck face. How are you doing? Um, defensive rookie of the year. Jeremiah Owusu-Kuromoa, who I, I think yeah, that should be on Defensive rules. Player of the Year's list. And maybe he was. Maybe he was on the Defensive Player of the Year list. He's got if, multiples of everything. He's got multiple sacks, multiple picks, mm-hmm. multiple forced fumbles, multiple touchdowns, multiple fumble recoveries. He's, he's doing everything. If you're, defensive, if you're Defensive Rookie of the Year, you should at least be on the list for Defensive Player of the Year somewhere as well. You or think. vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, surprise 
member here, Quiddy Pay, has like 13 sacks or something really high. Uh, Try to, to trade for him. Didn't work. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm just surprised because statistically, uh, I don't know if he had just like three games of three sacks each or something, but statistically, I was very high on Jalen Phillips, my own guy, and I wanted to pair him with Quiddy Pay and was trying to sell off Agba. Because everything I'm doing is looking ahead into the future and not about who I, who is 27 on my team now. Um, and That's 7-4. and four. Tough, tough luck. Well, Get to that 2-7 and seven and I also traded future. pretty much all of my draft picks to make the team as I have it now. Wow. But um, what I was trying to say was I'm surprised at how effective Pay has been because my own experience with the game, he has eight sacks, by the way, uh, my own experience with the game has been that I cannot get a pass rush <laughs> at all. So that a rookie with like 74 overall starting point has eight sacks is like mind blowing to me. And I guess he played uh, Justin Fields or something because he must've just racked up some sacks at some point. Jalen Phillips, meanwhile, every time he gets within an inch of breathing on the quarterback by some miracle, the guy immediately throws it away. And I'm just like, man, where, where's where's my miracle? <laughs> where's my sacks? They're all thrown away all the time. Uh, he yeah, had four sacks against tough. Jacksonville. So there's your your big springboard. All right. I have, I have just looking, I'm, I'm going through the numbers while you guys are doing that stuff too and just looking at sacks and stuff. And talking about not being able to get pressure. I have, as a defense, I have nine sacks for the season. Not, I Minnesota, has, oh. Minnesota has 23, Tennessee 21, Carolina 35, Buffalo 31, Arizona 27. Carolina leaves yeah. the league. Yeah. How do you find that out? I want to. I was curious about my sacks. Uh, Daddy leagues is where I'm looking. You are the Chicago Bears. There's a team stats page. That's a good way to um, yeah. see it. It's uh, stats backslash stats backslash teams and it shows all the league leads by team uh chicago bears you have 12 you're 27th in the league i am 32nd tied with the saints with nine sacks <laughs> the least in the league nice. i have 12 you have 12 yeah what a farcical number i had khalil Mack for like seven games yeah but this is what we were talking about with the default settings that the pass blocking was so right. juiced up that Unless the guy literally waited and waited and waited and waited, you weren't going to hit him. Right. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll see how that's different now. I really don't have any predictions. Uh, Actually, I would like funny to enough, he had three sacks for me. Sorry. I would like to highlight uh, just a tip of the hat to my own self. I have three players on this list of Defensive Rookie of the Year. None of them are going to win, but I think that's exciting for my future as a team. Uh, three rookies yeah. who are worth mentioning. It's great. Um, also, Jalen Waddle's leading uh, best wide receiver. I mean, what kind of bonus do you get? You get like 10,000 XP it's for not that. that. No. If you ever look oh, at the not. end of the season, at like the Pro Bowl and all that, it's really underwhelming uh, comparatively. Uh, right. Yeah. You can have like a good week in the game, and it's worth about as much as winning one of those awards. It's pretty pathetic. Uh, um, but it all I'm counts. I'm just zooming through these. I'm zooming through these now because I just want to see offensive uh, rookie of the year for the NFC, and I don't think it's going to go well for me. No, we can. Skip yeah, ahead I don't, I'm not even like. 
I just, uh, well, I got to go shortly. So I'm like, okay. oh, I don't even see my dude in the top seven. I'm like, uh, I mean, he, I mean, if you throw 46 picks in Madden 21, it didn't matter how many interceptions Correct. you threw. I think now it does. Now I think it your does. Morale now it covers. does. Tua is leading in yards and touchdowns, but is not considered the top quarterback in these awards. I'm guessing specifically because of uh, throwing 28 interceptions, which I have. Uh, which the Ravens hurt greatly. I think I threw eight against the Ravens. So that uh, probably yeah. did, did a number. Um, my goal, yeah. I'll say, uh, first season one specifically, my goal in how I'm running my offense is based around not XP, but development traits, because we know that certain league leaders will get bumps to their dev traits. And I'm really, oh, really? bad at doing the in-game challenges. So pretty much the only chance I have of upgrading someone is to focus my offense on Jalen Waddle, on Tua, on Najee, like try and at least retain uh, their current dev traits because now abilities matter, which they did not before. But in Tua's case, I was I decided to commit to him early. I was not going to trade him for anyone. I'm going to run a left-handed offense, damn it, and. I knew that he was starting with a bad dev trade and I wanted to get it better. So I was like, we're going to pass first. We're going to pass often. And the running back is along for the ride, basically. Um, and that's that's the way I've been doing things. That's why he has so many picks. Uh, it's also I also have a lot of sacks. <laughs> um, and that's not a strategy I continue into multiple seasons, but for season one, that's usually what I'm always doing. Can we, can we talk about the ability changing rule before mm -hmm. I go? Because I'm really interested in this. So just for those people who are listening, I, can, I think I can explain this. When you go up to a superstar level, then you get an ability that's significant. And that could be like catch better in double teams if you're a wide receiver. It could be um, the ability to truck dudes over as a running back, right? And what we did in Madden 21 is when you achieve this, when you unlocked it, then you could pick whichever one you want. And what that led to is everybody is a running back picking the truck one. And then, um, yeah, that's the good example. interrupt you just but, for a second, Todd? I would yeah. like to take this moment to say that when we did add that rule, I was against it, and I said everyone is going to pick the same thing. So this is a big moment for me as a, I told you so, and now we can move on. Yeah, and so now what's happened is, is we weren't playing with these traits. Now they're back. And people want to not have them be random because everybody's worried that if you unlock it as a wide receiver, that you're going to get return man, which just makes you better at re kick returns. And the argument is like, well, I'm not going to risk my best wide receiver to do kick returns, which whatever. And my argument is I think random is interesting for kind of the reason you pointed out, Jeff, which is like when you sign a player and he has certain the high level skills, they're not exactly what you want, but you generally want him for all his other reasons. And so the randomness of that is good. And there's been this argument of like, well, let's give us a dice roll to where we can re-roll and try to get not return man. And my argument is like, well, let's categorize like if there's four is a wide receiver, what's the worst one? And if you don't want return man, you get you just get the shittiest one. Um, because I just don't want us to be flooded like i want there to be a guy which is like that dude catches great in double teams and i actually need that because i am shitty and i throw into double teams or something um and i don't know i i guess just the randomness and yeah it'll suck if you unlock it and then you end up getting return man but then also i like i think 
you know, I, I argued like, well, strategically, then you go, well, you know, if I really need a kick return or like, I'm going to make kick returns part of my game, which they are validly part of the game now. I've almost had two. Um, I've had one. And what's that? You've had one? I had one. Yeah, yeah. Brian, what I do you think about this? I had another one yesterday, actually. I got stuck at the 50 and got caught. Um, yeah, I think, I think I'm with you on that one. I, I think um, getting abilities for guys who it just doesn't make sense, that ability, but also not being able to just handpick your ability that you want that um, is going to give you a, an advantage. Kind of like before, like where, where there's like, Every position has two abilities that everybody really wants. Plus um, an X factor so, if you get there, which, by the yeah. way, uh, most of the things that you cited, Todd, are uh, X factors, not abilities. But that's what I meant. Splitting, yeah. It's splitting hairs because they're all magic right. numbers. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I like the idea that that. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the easiest I, way. I that... like what you both said, and this was suggested in the group. But basically, a re-roll. You don't choose, but it gets re-randomized. And I think if you're so dissatisfied by whatever comes up, you can do that. And I I think that's okay of maybe it gets better. Maybe it gets worse, but you, you took a chance on a lottery ticket and got to try again. I would even say like it. Okay. So let's say you get the, the one you don't want and then you do the, the, the redraw and you get another one you don't want. Like, Okay, then choose between those. That's it. You get mm-hmm. one of those two. You you can pick. You can go back to the first one again if you want. But back yeah, back in the day, you know, when I played sports games with my friends instead of in the dumb league, uh, we would constantly do three randoms and a suicide as a means to pick teams. So you'd hit random three times. You could choose from one of those three teams, or if you hated all those teams, you could do one more random, and that was your team no matter what. So it kind of reminds me of that concept of uh, choosing. Um, you get to choose amongst those randoms, but you don't get a full menu of 32 teams to pick from. And then, so logistic logistically, then how would we do the random? Like how would how does Here, that I work? Mean, yeah, I've got it. it. Like the app. Here, here's what I would say. This is, and I don't know if this is possible. You get the X factor, and you unlock Return Man. You're like, no, I don't want that one. I'm gonna roll the dice. And then you say there's five, and Return Man is the worst. Is there a possible way to have none? Like if you're like, because my concern no. is if I get the third one, I'm like, well, I want the really good one. So it's not much of a risk. But if I get the third one and I'm like, well, I could get nothing, then I'm not going to risk it. I almost no think the top ones. It's yeah. tied to your I don't know, man. development. Uh, here's the other thing is it's tied to your position. So when you change positions, it changes. Uh, people can cheat the system by just changing their position, which we allow. We allow people to change their position. So. Uh, I myself have changed uh, who uh, Jalen Phillips from linebacker to defensive end maybe five times this year trying to find his fit in my system because I'm trying to get him some goddamn sacks and uh, if his ability changed every time that would be very frustrating um, Ooh, and also if his ability a- changed every time I might try and game it that way if I'm a less upstanding person. Here's here's an idea that could just totally fuck everything up and it may be a terrible idea. What if, and, and it would be a lot of work to figure out where what the cost slash balance would be, but what if we tied the, the if, you wanted, if you wanted an ability that you didn't draw, it cost you 
in salary because right jeff can't you adjust the the, yeah, the salary and it actually it actually costs you salary cap space then we have fines now if a, you don't do waivers correctly i tax you a million dollars oh yeah. really so, i actually it's funny you bring this up brian because i did think about that earlier because i'm like if you're getting a really great ability that's a game break and i don't mean game breaking in a negative way this time but a game breaking ability a player that really can change the game then you're going to pay more for that player but this, I, it's almost like this. Here's what I'd say. Sure, you don't want return man. You can roll the dice. But this ability, if you unlock it, you have to get it. I don't think you should then get to choose. I think if you roll, like it's a suicide Just roll where you you're get. getting one of these. And if it's return man again, well, it's nice to have return man. But Here's that idea other that... Scooby-Doo. Uh, that's not what I want me to say. The other problem is uh, we've seen that the game doesn't care if you achieve your goals or not. They will award you with dev upgrades uh, almost right. seemingly regardless of what occurs in the game. I don't know anyone who hasn't gotten a dev upgrade, even when not achieving whatever is needed. No, everyone has, Todd, everyone. Uh, but mul baby. multiple people were DMing me even before that we had abilities turned back on, saying like, hey, I, I got a dev upgrade. I definitely didn't do the thing. Can I keep it? And I was like, don't ask, don't tell. Uh, and I think especially as it's now becoming a thing with abilities, we just have to live with it. It's not an enforceable system to try and track that. Um, I would say we should probably adjust the, the bar of how many people regress at the end of a season, maybe, or something like that. But I don't think, um, I don't think there's any enforcement we can do on that. Uh, so I think that that's what the discussion becomes is how many of each thing do we keep on or off? Yeah, that's usually we increase it as we go. I, I would I do say like for the, the go ahead. just for the sake of the, the remainder of this season, that like whatever ability upgrade you get, that that's just what you get, and we can institute some other things maybe next season again mm -hmm. for season two. But I think for this for the remainder of this season, it should just whatever you get is what you get. Yeah, I mean we're wow. already in the suicide forced choice thing with our league settings i'm not changing them again this season so right could be love it that, that goes yeah. with it that goes hand in hand um i'm gonna sign off yeah. and get back to my life but um what do you guys think about that bears lions game you guys stoked uh brian i believe that is your That's, game of the week that is my game of the week actually that is my game of the week yeah so we'll i'm be doing uh, a preview at the end of the show yep. nice you have to tune what? back in yeah, I'm going to, I don't want to hear it now, so I'll listen to the show, but um, I think I won the first game 52 to something, but it was very tense, and then I just sort of took off. But it's interesting, because I want the 33rd pick in the draft, and the Lions also want the 33rd pick in the draft. They want the first so, pick in the draft. They don't give a shit about the 33rd pick. Well, you get the 33rd if you get the first. I want the 33rd, and I don't care if the Giants... Uh, take my pick and shove it up their butt. I tried to trade for it and it didn't go well. But yeah, I don't blame him. I wouldn't have traded either. Right, either. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that game. I think it's. I think I'm gonna dominate. But then I also am like, I don't know how I play anymore. I could throw 13 picks, but I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna throw seven interceptions and no TD. Or wait, that's what's gonna happen. I was gonna <laughs> say I'm gonna throw seven TDs. It's the old Fieldsian slip. Uh, but we'll see. All right, I'm out. Continue. Bye, Todd. Thank you for having yeah. me. <laughs> good, good guest spot there from Adrian Todd Zaniga. Uh, 
Yes. We're going to skip past the awards because actually I regret bringing that up. I think it's a pretty boring topic. The only one I'm going to mention is Felipe Franks uh, being best quarterback in the NFC somehow, um, which I find interesting. And what's his rating? 665? Yeah, something incredibly low. Uh, but I, awesome. I, I'll throw a little shade on Nick and say I think a lot of that's probably a lot of cheese. A lot of it is taking advantage. I didn't want to say it. The rollout problem, the crosser problem, but I played him, and that's most of what I watched him do. And I came away victorious. He's a 62 62 overall. I came away victorious. The only reason I won, I think, is because some of those rollout crossers were overthrown uh, out of bounds or out of reach of the receiver. And had he been slightly better, would have been completions and driven me up the wall. Yep. All right. What do we got next? Uh, let's talk got... about the draft. And uh, I posted earlier a unofficial top 10 draft order. Um, and mm-hmm. one of my favorite things is to talk about like the scenarios. Um, now, I personally have traded away my first six rounds of picks, I believe, in this draft. So I have not cared much about the scouting. Um, outside of like the mock draft they force me to look at every week. But I think what's interesting... Maybe we keep to just like the top five or six here. But I know a lot of teams have publicly said their strategy in season one was not explicitly to tank, but to amass draft picks in order to Mm -hmm. secure a quarterback in the first draft. And then that's their guy for the next four seasons. And what's interesting to me is the first overall pick right now is a team that would not need a quarterback at all. The Cowboys. The Cowboys. And so the box says they're not taking one. I think they're more likely to trade out of that spot precisely because they do not need a quarterback. Um, Mm -hmm. And they probably more likely need two guys uh, in in the first and second round who make way less money than first overall pick, knowing the quarterback, uh, the cap space for the Cowboys. Um, But how many teams are looking for a quarterback are not in the top 10 and if you look at the mock draft, they really only outline one good QB descriptively. Now, the scouting system with what it is, there could be 10. This might be the, the heaviest QB draft class ever. Um, but I think it's so interesting how many teams are really banking on there being quarterbacks in this first round that do fall to them, even if they are not in the top 10, uh, which means they will probably have to trade up. Um, or maybe sit where they are and take a quarterback they don't really like and and have to run with that. I mean, you look at the Saints, who are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, ninth overall in the draft order. They hate playing with Jameis Winston, and I would gamble. They do not get a quarterback better than Jameis Winston in this draft, uh, as one example. And then there's a couple of teams who are in the bottom 10 who do not have their pick. Uh, the Chicago Bears are currently picking fourth in this order. I know I'm going to get to you. The Chicago Bears pick fourth in this order. They traded their first-round pick to the New York Giants last year to get Justin Fields, which means that the New York Giants have pick four and five in the current draft order, uh, which would make them great candidates to trade up uh, if they wanted to go for a quarterback or whatever. I don't know that they want to give the Dallas Cowboys pick four and five, uh, right. certainly, as a division rival, but they have the opportunity uh, or even to trade back from one of those spots and let someone else jump up for a quarterback. They take, you know, the best defensive end in the draft at number four and then trade out of five to go to 15 or something, get a bunch, 
back in return. Who knows? This is what I love about it is all the, the unknowns. I love the unknowns. And it's only week 12, so this order isn't even set. But I just love the chaos of it. And it's why it's so frustrating that our draft always auto-sims. Knock on wood, that does not happen this time. Uh, but I think it's amazing how much chaos there is and how many good teams are here. Like, the Tennessee Titans are a team right now where literally they could win every week for the rest of the season, and I would not blink. They could also lose mm-hmm. out for the rest of the season, and I would not blink because their play is so all over the place. Um, and then for our last podcast, you know, we talked about the Matthew Stafford trade. I traded him to Washington. Washington is number 10 uh, in mm-hmm. this order. They now no longer need to find a quarterback. They have Matthew Stafford for two years, and he's a good, he's an 85 overall quarterback with 95 throw power, something ridiculous. He's great. They're set. They can use that pick on another wide receiver. They can get an offensive lineman. They can, they have options uh, that they otherwise wouldn't, where they would have felt locked into finding a quarterback. So this, this shit is why I love the league, (laughs) is the, Fiction we create as we go is so Mm -hmm. interesting to me. Uh, And there's the human aspect of knowing who these owners are and who they desire. Like, if Todd was actually picking here, 100%, he would take the fastest wide receiver he could find. Wide receiver. Um, (laughs) And then there's the people like the Lions who are like, I hate Jared Goff. I want a quarterback. If he picks third, he may get fucked out of a good quarterback. Uh, So, like, he's not tanking. But, like you said, though, like you said, like you said, though, if Dallas maintains the first pick, he's not picking a quarterback. Right. There's no so way that, they try and replace Dak, and his bonus is such that they could not trade Dak. So there's no reason they would take a quarterback. So he, he's their quarterback. And so the second pick, I mean, the, the, the contenders for the second pick at this point would be the Bears, the Giants, not the, the Bears. Chargers. The Bears traded their pick. Right. He's not, he's not going to take it. Oh, that's right. Okay. And he, would, he wouldn't be taking a quarterback anyway. He'd go with Fields. Yeah. He loves Fields. Pit. Fields is 90 speed. You heard him. He wants to run around. He's got a big cannon yeah. for an arm. He wants to throw deep to his next MCL, who he's decided is Darrell Mooney for some reason. Um, yeah. And like, that's what Todd wants to do. I, God bless him. Um, I also would like to kneecap every fast quarterback in this league if I could. So <laughs> that's a personal failing of mine. Patriots, Titans, Raiders, Seahawks are probably the next group. Saints are the next mm-hmm. group there. But how many of those need a quarterback? You well, know, the Seahawks I mean, don't have their pick, as nope. you mentioned. You might have been a candidate, considering Russell Wilson's contract situation. I I would have considered it, depending de- depending on who was available and what it looked like. It probably would have been a stretch, but um, but yeah, I don't I don't have the pick, so. Yeah, so the Jets have That's two gone. top 15 picks as the current rankings are because they are at the 21st overall, whatever that is in the draft order because it's in reverse. I can't do math. Uh, and then Seattle, who is 25th. And the buy pick, um, which is going to be, I mean, we're going to, yeah, we're going to be, uh, we'll probably be a top, t- I don't know. I don't know. I haven't played a game today. I play later today uh, against um, Washington. I find this but... interesting. We probably won't talk about it again until week 18 when it's actually solid, but I started posting these. I'm going to keep posting them every week. I think it's enthralling to talk about, but also I'm not following the, the, the scouting at all. So I can't like predict where anyone's going to go. Um, I missed the thing where you, where you pick your, your targeted players. Oh, no. I I somehow missed that. Yeah. Well, it's not because I don't have a first round pick and I think I'll be toward the end of the second round anyway. And why would you be toward the end of the second round? Well, I don't know, because I'm going to fucking win the rest of the games this year. Oh, no. hell yeah. 
<laughs> I like the confidence. We're going to be 10, 10 and 7. No, I, yeah. I am really curious to see how this plays, this this version or this setting plays. Um, yeah. One interesting but, thing, I, I interrupt you a lot. And I know I do it, and I'm very sorry Oh, that's for fine. It. Um, one interesting thing that we did not do this year and probably will next year we had a plan in place. I was going to make this happen where any team that did not have their first round pick would get it back in exchange for a second round pick. Um, and then it would be your option if you didn't want to do that. So for Seattle, let's say okay. you get back your first, you could send a second back in its place. Um, or you could choose to keep your second and forego the first, which I don't know anyone who would do that, but you could. We okay. were going to do that because one, the draft is fun and we want people to have that opportunity. We were also going to make it so you could not trade your, your pick to another team afterwards. Um, we were also going right. to simulate straight to the draft, which is something we normally do. We didn't do that because this is a new draft system. We didn't think anyone would understand it. And it could it would just screw up everything wildly to like do it for the first time without ever having touched the draft system. The scouting system, I should say. Right. Probably we will do that next year. So if Seattle decides to trade their first again, they'll probably get it back uh for a second but i think that would have been really interesting here watching the bears flounder at least they would have had well actually that's not true because we would have simmed ahead so that we wouldn't have watched todd suck it up for nine weeks uh <laughs> on his way to the first overall pick that wouldn't have happened um but it, it'll be interesting to see happen uh next go around and how that changes things is what i'm really trying well, to say and i was gonna say too like at, at the beginning like you mentioned that that there was a bunch of people who had the idea to um you know, try and stockpile some draft picks and, and get a quarterback or get a, a big player at the beginning. Like that was sort of my, my plan going into this year was to try and get some picks um, and see what I could build with my team. Two things happened though. Um, one, I realized that I don't have any tradable players that aren't going to completely fuck me in my it's pretty much penalties. Just Dwayne Brown and Bobby Wagner. Yeah. And two, um, the first day happened in which the league started and there was 9 million trades made and I was not able to get into anything. And I was like, well, there goes all the, there goes all the draft picks. People have all traded them away, like within the first 12 hours of us starting this whole thing. Most of them were done by the Steelers, I think. But, uh, but it, that continued for like three days and it was just like bang, 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 bang. And it just happened to be a busy time for me. So I wasn't able to like stay on top of everything. And I was like, well... There goes there goes that plan because now all, everybody's traded all their picks and got the people that they wanted. So I'm kind of out. On, so I'm like I'm literally like stuck in no man's land. Like my, I'm three and seven right now. I don't have a first round pick. Like I, I don't know what I got expiring contracts. So really, you I have who cap else space. Needs a quarterback. The Texans. They're playing with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I'm sure they'd like a quarterback. Well, um, also, I we haven't had a podcast in three weeks. I traded Matthew Stafford. <laughs> We didn't say it happened after the podcast. I traded him to Washington. That wasn't on the podcast. So I made the joke. Yep. We'll see if he's even on the on the team by the time the podcast ended. Uh, it was that same night, although the podcast did end. It was that same night I traded him. Um, anyhow. Uh, yeah. Well, I will be facing him later today. Let's, I'm interested so. to see how he does. Um, yeah. Let's wrap up with our games of the week. Which, uh, since we've already revealed yours, let's let's start with a preview of the Lions versus the Bears. Yeah, Lions Bears, my game of the week. The uh, a little bit of the cellar dwellers competition going on here. The the two and eight Bears and the one and nine Lions. 
Um, I just I think it's going to be interesting. Watching Todd play is always interesting, uh, for one. Uh, but um, Daddy Leagues has this at a 29-27 Bears win. But I know that, that there's this, this fight for the, the worst record. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see the, the loser of this game actually puts themselves. That's weird to say, right? Normally we yeah. want to talk about the winner might have some advantage. The loser of this game really kind of becomes the, the second front runner for the top pick after or the Cowboys. Pick 33, gotta, anyway. Pick, yeah, as, as Todd as likes to Todd say, likes pick to 33. Say. Um, but you got to think the Cowboys are going to win a game or two. So um, I don't know. I think this, is, this is interesting for it's, this game as far as draft position goes. Is, it becomes really uh, interesting. I think the Lions are a team to watch to win games. Uh, they run very effectively. They have a good offensive line. I think they're starting to put things together, and I think they'll be one of the more interesting teams to watch post-slider gate uh, when we yeah. don't have these sliders anymore, which now we don't. I think they may put some real wins together. And it'll be interesting because I will say the same thing about the Bears. Now that we've unleashed Justin Fields, what happens uh in that city so these are two i think this will be a good 30 to 27 type game with a lot of back and forth a lot of lead changes i will be looking forward to it probably won't stay up to watch it because it's australia versus london and who knows what time that's going to get played but i am interested i think it's a good pick sometimes bad teams still have good games to watch i'm going to flip the score versus daddy leagues i'm going to go lions 29 bears 27 uh, I'll take that too. I like that. Um, All right, what's your part, game? My game of the week is the Texans versus the Jets, or the Battle of the Roommates, as we like to say. Uh, it is Billy versus Bram. Billy with the Texans, Bram with the Jets. Uh, another situation where now that the sliders have reset, who knows what happens here? Billy is consistently one of our best owners. Uh, stick stick skills wise Uh, but Mm -hmm. as we have seen the Jets have won some surprising games this season Uh, Zach Wilson is a threat in the air and on the ground and Elijah Moore has is in the rookie of the year talk they're clearly using their weapons spreading the fields and taking advantage of both Wilson's speed and Moore's speed so I think it could be a situation where two bad rosters come together and one just smashes uh, the other unexpectedly. Maybe the Jets pull this out. I know they'll be in the same house, in the same hallway, and yelling at each other from across the house. So that is always interesting to me, and I'm looking forward there, to it. There's going to be a stream of this. We may we might have a bandwidth issue if they try to stream, too. We'll see. Yeah, that's true. Some, I, I played the Jets yesterday, and we had to restart the game because he changed rooms to get a stronger connection. Oh, so one of them's going to have the stronger connection, one of them's not. Yeah, it might be interesting there. Who's the host? I'm going to go 31-17 Texans. I want to vote with my heart, but will agree it will probably go the Texans' way by more than 10 points. Yeah. But um, hopefully hopefully not. Hopefully it's closer than that. I hope for a close game. I hope for every game to be close because I usually watch from my treadmill and I like the entertainment. Uh, But that's going to do it for this week's program. Thank you to everyone for listening, watching, tuning in, tuning out, uh, ignoring, whatever. I don't know. Um, 
If you're interested in watching any of our games and you're not in this league somehow, you can find us on Twitter at 4THSL. That's at 4THSL uh, for 4th String Leagues. And uh, you can find links to all of our streams there. We have a Twitch channel at 4THSL, which is where we stream this podcast. And it also auto-hosts all of the games. I set it up to do that, and that took some time. So I like that people might watch it. Um, Yes, uh, Brian, any parting words? That's it. Let's just, uh, here's to hoping that the, the rest of the season goes at least a little bit smoothly. Yeah, it's, really, it's really been the tale of two seasons, so. Three seasons, four seasons. Three, I yeah. Uh, I really hope uh, I can invent a pass rush and um, contain whoever I'm playing this week. Sam Darnold, I guess. He's going to be the league leader in running yards this week. Stupid quarterbacks. There you anyway. go. Uh, all right, heading out. <laughs>